Hey guys, it's Pete. Just wanted to let you know that my second book, Frankenstein's Soul's Echo, is now available. It continues the adventure from Frankenstein to Life Beyond, which is a direct sequel to Mary Shelley's classic novel. Both Frankenstein Life Beyond and Frankenstein's Soul's Echo are available as ebooks on Amazon, iBookstore, Barnes & Noble, Kaboo, and, of course, from EnceladusLiterary.com. Thanks. Now on with the show. Welcome to Hindsight is 2020, a show where we look at anything in this world and arrogantly say how we'd fix it. And I can prove it with my usual flawless logic. These two idiots. <laughs> we give our thoughts on movies and TV shows that should or should not have been. Your tongues can't repel flavor of that magnitude. With your host, Pete. How you doing, you old pirate? And Greg. Thank you, Cody. And we slowly and mercilessly beat our subject to death. Guys, get in here. Sit down before you fall down. You've been out of your mind for the last three and a half hours. Sit down before you fall down. Big son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, (laughs) and with that, that sort of Star Wars related to get us started talking about, again, The Force Awakens. We are back. Uh, Back to this? We are back into the world of Star Wars again. Have we given in to peer pressure? Have we just caved completely at this point? (laughs) We're just going to turn into hindsight of Star Wars 20. Uh, Well, this will be a short episode, right? Yes, Echo Base to Echo 7. Go ahead. Here we are. You're loud, clear, kid. What's up? <laughs> I don't know. There's a movie coming out this week, apparently, that uh, some people are interested in seeing. And I get this movie. That's his first name or something. The Force is Awakening. And we're going to go see it in a couple of days. Some people have seen it, others, most have not. And Rotten Tomatoes is blown up. It's at 94% currently as it is rated fresh and whatnot. That's around Mad Max territory. So, uh, But that's just critic reviews, right? Yeah, well, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is nothing but the aggregate of criti- critics. So, okay. like all critics across the spectrum. What is the user rating section? I think they do, but... Uh, since I've had enough computer troubles for one evening, I'm not going to open that back up. Okay, well, that's fine. I'm not opening <laughs> that can of worms. I'm not that curious. So. Look, I'm not going to be opening my computer again. Oh, we did an episode on you. Oh, oh God. You crazy old wizard man. Okay, well, then what's our ideas for episodes one, two, and three? Oh, God, oh, we did that, too. All right, well, Battlefront 3 we lost a command post. <laughs> well, we can certainly talk about Star Wars Episode Seven and what are I thought uh, we we did that too. <laughs> okay. So then, what the hell is this recording about, anyways? Go, you tell me. Oh, that, uh, all right. Um, I think it's kind of twofold. There have been since we did our predictions, hopes, 
uh, episode, there's been a lot more stuff that's come out with trailers and TV spots and whatever. And the uh, movie. <laughs> it, it, there, well, that. Uh, and there's been a lot more, because of that, of some of the fan theory rumor mill stuff. And so, so close to the cusp of finally seeing whatever this movie turns out to be. Um, I think we just wanted to jump back in here one more time and either express our new hopes, eh, eh, one last time, or... Uh, address some of the rumors and whether or not we wish uh, any of it turns out to be accurate. Oh, and here I thought you were going to continue that trend of our new hopes. We can attack the reviews. Mm. Eh. We can get uh, revenge. We can, do that. we can do that afterwards. We'll get revenge. <laughs> revenge on the movie or return to it one more time. I, I don't know. Which the Force is. Awakens. Revenge for the shit. Is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is that there's good news this week. Is that all of the spoiler-free reviews have uh, been hitting left, right, and center. And to a man, they are all extraordinarily positive. Phantom Menace positive? Oh, gosh, I certainly hope so. <laughs> I, I certainly hope that Jake Lloyd shows up somewhere. It's very positive. Everyone is praising it. And well, again, even, you have delved much deeper into any of this stuff than I have. I basically, is. after the first full-length trailer came out, I said, all right, well, I'll just see what this movie is about. And I haven't looked at anything, Rotten Tomatoes, reviews. I don't think I've clicked on a related article for quite some while. I have looked at some of the goofy theory videos that are out there on YouTube, but that's about as far as I've gone down the rabbit hole. So I'm probably as unspoiled as possible at this point. Well, I've gone down a rabbit hole that was full of nothing nutritious <laughs> because I, it's not like I did anything to spoil. That tricks rabbit again. <laughs> you know, they are for kids. There was nothing substantial in anything that I have seen, read, or heard. Nothing really at all. I mean, there's no spoiler reviews, and if there was, I've intentionally avoided. The closest I've come is there was a big Rolling Stone article, pretty long article, that kind of the behind the scenes. I read that. I've seen all the TV spots and stuff, but they really don't give anything away. And there's no diving deep. I just simply followed Twitter on Monday night after the world premiere in L.A., and all the people coming out just with their... 140 characters or less going, awesome, he did it, fantastic, I'm a teenager again, that was amazing, this is great. And a couple of guys are like, well, I was going in not expecting to like it, but it was okay. Which, you know, is faint enough praise. And now it's just the thought, all right, well, how far do we need to get away from the initial rush here to get a, a more accurate assessment of, is it great because it's not the prequels, or is it truly uh, among the episodes four and five pantheon? This is a good place just to insert this question, um, since it kind of plays off of what you just brought up. What do we want out of this thing? Are we looking for like a, oh my god, it's 1977 all over again, and this thing's setting fire to the world because it is this just unstoppable phenom thing? Or 
is it like just well it's just got to be more more coherent than the prequels or you know are we just looking for a solid film that doesn't necessarily have to set the world on fire as a cultural phenom but it's just like okay well we're back to where we should be with this thing so what 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 do you want <laughs> dog and a bear <laughs> i want to settle one thing here and that is we have talked about star wars uh, way too much on this show. <laughs> An incessant amount of Star Wars has been covered here, and and my background with Star Wars has been covered incessantly, as has yours. Okay. So, I guess what I would want to see is strip all the hype away, and when the movie comes down to it, is it an enjoyable movie to watch like Empire and the original Star Wars was? And I did a lot of geek level soul searching on this the past week or so as far as what is it that I really liked about Star Wars and Empire and Jedi and why going and picking so much at the prequels I think it boils down to one thing if you watch the original Star Wars yes there is a linear story that's being told but in almost every scene that happens in that movie there is something referenced that we don't see. It's just taken as part of fact that there's another big universe out there, another big galaxy that they live in, where things are happening that we never see that are just mentioned. So we're seeing the story as it happens, but every time they get into a new scene, they throw out some other thing that is just happening off screen somewhere. And so it's just, instills in your imagination this humongous world that you can fill in. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping that J.J. and Lawrence Kasdan and to a smaller part, uh, Arndt, whatever his name is, I'm blanking on his name, Chris Arndt or whatever, the original, Michael Arndt, the original writer. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they came up with something that lives in that world again of we don't have to fill in all the gaps. We don't have to answer every one of your questions because a, we know we're making three of these. So we don't have to answer every last little detail and B, we just want to, I just want to see it thrown right back down in the middle of the universe. And we don't need somebody to sit down for half an hour and say, please watch this slideshow of the last of uh, the events of the last 30 years in our galaxy. As you can see, year one following that Battle of Endor, this is what happened. We went on vacation. Well, if you buy these four models, <laughs> it'll all become clear. Yes, and he's not involved anymore, so we can move <laughs> on from that. But I just want to see the the same kind of thing, where they continue to grow the galaxy, not by showing everything, though showing some things needs to be there, but just constantly planting seeds about the bigger galaxy because that makes doing this type of show that much more fun. And for me, uh, I have what sounds really simple, I guess, uh, for my answer, but uh, I don't want to you know, come across as too flip about it. Really, when I sit down and I think about those original movies and everything, the big thing that really sticks with me is they captured my imagination. Exactly. In, in one way, shape, or form. They captured my imagination. That's really, at the end of the day, what I would like. 
Yeah, exactly. That I mean, I guess that we're saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Is that you know my imagination was caught by just thinking of the rest of the world that we could fill in, and it just gave us big canvas that we could work on and create a show called Hindsight is Twenty Twenty with our first three <laughs> episodes being. Let's do our own version of episodes one, two, and three. Can't someone else write these? <laughs> uh, and yeah, that was based on crappy versions, but it was also based on just there's just a myriad of different ways you can go in this open world of that he created. Sure, but also it just needs to be a fun experience in the theater. It doesn't have to be. It didn't have to be ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. As long as it's just a fun experience in a the theater, just like you had with Mad Max this year, just like I had with The Martian this year, which we talked about one, we didn't talk about the other, but, I mean, those are respectively our favorite movies of 2015. Yep. And as long as I can leave the theater completely satisfied and thinking of the movie and wanting to go see it again, that that's the best review I could give it is... If I walk out of the theater and go, God, that was fun. Let's go see that again, like, in a couple of days. That That's what I want to do, like, just like I did with The Martian. I walked out of there, I'm like, damn, that was great. And I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. I'm like, I, got, I want to see it again. I really want to walk out of there and go, I want to know what happens next. <laughs> exactly. Which you just teased our next episode of Hindsight is 2020. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where we're going to walk out of there and say, boy, that was great. Next, please. Oh, my God. More Star Wars. <laughs> oh, God. I got to keep watching this crap. I That would be my other thing is uh, if you're listening out there, and I highly doubt it, I'd really like guys like the Red Letter Media guys to, quote, unquote, be put in their place. I enjoy a lot of the things they do, but I notice more and more that they just come from a point of negativity on everything. So even if they talk positive, it starts at a negative level and then it goes up. And damn, it was fun to watch them rip apart the awfulness that is the prequels. But it just seems like voices like theirs and that, that fill out the internet that just live to rip those things apart. It would be really fun to just have no one really be able to rip this movie apart. Like, no, this is what we wanted. This is why we were ripping those apart, because we want something really great. And that way we can get back to that headspace we were in in 2001 and 2004, going, ooh, what could they do next? What what could we I do next? I guarantee somewhere out there there's an Ewok caravan of courage fan <laughs> who is not going to be impressed with this movie. Oh, I know. Hence, it's <laughs> hence why it's at 94%. That <laughs> means that there's 6% negative going on right now. But it it doesn't have to be the end all be all. It doesn't have to win best picture. It just has to be fun. Well, again, I'm I'm kind of just going in with uh, low to no expectations. It's just what do we got going on on the screen in front of my eyeballs, and how do I feel when it's all done? So, all right. Well, we can tack this on at the when we get out of the movie and do another recording. Or we can do this two separately, but either way, we can do you finish. Get into, do you want to get into some of the rumors? Well, that's what I was going to say is mm-hmm. let's take five minutes and say, all right, 
We're saying Ray and Kylo Ren are Skywalker kin. And Snoke is maybe Darth Plagueis, but probably not. Yeah, we can just run through run through a few of them here. Doesn't really matter about the order. Yeah, I th- I think that uh, one of the rumors that a lot of people that I watch, listen to, read, and I was starting to go there too. A lot of the rumors that people, you know, in our little realms here, were heavily focusing on, and now watching some people's spoiler-free reviews, I can mm-hmm. kind of read between the lines with some of them. Mm-hmm. My thought process is starting to change as far as how many details they go into in this story. This really seems like this is a setup for more movies to come in the future. And it really is an equivalent of 1977 more than anything. You walk out of 1977, you don't think, oh, well, that's his father, that's his sister, and we're going to meet a green Yoda. No, that was all safe for the second movie. So I have a feeling we're going to walk out of this movie maybe not thinking, oh, she's a Skywalker, he's a Skywalker, they're the kids. It might be a guesswork, but I'm curious. I wonder if we actually even get those answered in this movie we shall see yes we shall what about you jar jar what is your favorite hope praying for this <laughs> to come to pass oh what with out of the rumors just whatever okay <laughs> whatever we're free flowing here Watto. you go I, for I, it well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, really, really hope that the rumors about Luke's become evil don't come to pass. Not because no. I'm like the biggest Luke fan or Luke purist. Um, it just, to me, undermines the entirety of the original trilogy. And it's just kind of like, well, yeah, on the surface, that sounds like it might be kind of interesting. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. That seems... A little desperate. Yeah, that not seems a like, chance. That, that seems like some of the territory that they got into with some of the um, extended universe materials before Disney took over. It sounds like it's just like, well, um, we need some evil Skywalker, don't we? With these things. And so uh, to your point about who's related to who and all of that, uh, I'm perfectly fine if we, you know, trim the fat, so to speak, and we get some new people in there who are truly new characters that we don't have, uh, you know, name association with in any way, shape, or form. I mean, obviously the Skywalker clan is going to be in there, but it's like, let's let's broaden this out again. Yeah, I I think there's no chance Luke is bad. I, uh, okay, I'm my, hoping that's not the case. Yeah, my definitive theory, piecing things together, again... I don't have any foreknowledge of this. This is just my guesswork, but I'm guessing, and we'll find out fairly soon, is I think that the current iteration of the Empire is, you know, turning the the name Luke Skywalker into their version of Osama bin Laden, where, you know, from the Empire's point of from the Empire's point of view... Uh. They think Luke Skywalker and his clan are evil because they blew up the Death Star and killed all those soldiers. And, you know, if the Empire, we're good, so that must mean they're the bad guys. 
So that's where the rumor came from that Luke's a bad guy is that he's being told he's a bad guy. And I think he went into hiding because he's like, screw this. I'm not going to fight these stupid rumors anymore. I'm just going to go off and hide somewhere. So as long as I get a uh, shot of a bunch of stormtroopers in a theater watching the Simpsons take on, uh, you maniacs, you blew it up. (laughs) And you've got got Luke's picture flashing on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. Um, Let's see, other rumors that I've heard. Kind of similar complaint to what I just said, but... We don't need the Snook. Snook, right? Snoke. 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 <laughs> uh, Snoke. Uh, I sense Darth a new meme Plagueis. coming here in the future. <laughs> ah, Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't. We don't need uh, Darth Plagueis to blend with that again. Just let him be his own character. We we can put the Darth Plagueis thing to rest. It's it's fine. I don't need to see the guy because he got mentioned in a movie and a book or whatever else he turned up in. Um, just make that its own character. All right. Well, here's an. I, I think we can because I don't think we have too much more because <laughs> we we had did a whole there's, show on there's, it. There's Jar Jar Binks. Is, oh yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, but see, that's all just humor. Uh-huh. That's pure humor based. It's Darth Jar Jar is the ultimate Sith. He is the Phantom Menace. Well, we knew that years ago. <laughs> uh, just like we knew Palpatine's fine at all. What I guess what I was going to say is is. Uh, do you think that when we walk out of this movie and we record next time, mm-hmm. one of my, my guess, one of the first things we're going to talk about is do we think that episodes seven, eight, and nine are going to be a wrap up? Like you can piece together the, the three trilogies and do another separate three act structure where you have one, two, three is act one. Four, five, six is Act Two. Seven, eight, nine is Act Three, and then they're going to have some sort of definitive completion in nine, and then move on to just different stories all over the place. Or do you think that they're planning on? Oh no, we're going to do up to Episode Seventeen with John Boyega and Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac. That's kind of an interesting question. I think they're hedging the way that Disney is want to do, I think they're kind of hedging their bets a little bit at this phase. I would not be shocked at all if they've got more stuff sitting on the shelf, like, well, let's see how this part goes. Kind of go with the Marvel model where you got the different phases, so to speak. So I don't do phases. I don't know. Um, I, I am going to be very interested in the storytelling, I guess, um, for the simple fact that Lucas had a lot of ideas, but it's not like when he was doing the original ones, they were all very cleanly, neatly mapped out. My impression, at least, is that they've done a lot more of that before this movie ever comes out. Yeah, he was flying by the seat of his pants for part four, so... yeah, And and still making shit up as he went along. Uh, No, they were always in a gladiator arena. Ignore the movie Gladiator. Now I have <laughs> the gladiator. Do with gladiators. <laughs> Stop saying gladiators. See how my guy flips? He did it first before the Matrix. Even though this is like five years after the Matrix. 
<laughs> yeah, he, it, he was always making shit up. And, no, this is all planned. It's pre-planned. No, you had an outline. You had a half-page outline that just said the words like, Mace Windu. That's funny. <laughs> and that was it. That was all you had. You know it. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see... Um how they approach some of the storytelling and how some of these things do ultimately end up kind of linking up. And it's like, well, is this going to be so well planned out that there isn't going to be a whole lot of spontaneity that you're going to see a lot of this stuff like coming from a mile away? Is it going to be kind of more of a whole? And it's like this movie is, I don't know. I think JJ kind of said he wanted one last movie kind of for the fans to see all the old characters together and everything. And then, um, as you were saying, this is all about really building and playing in that larger world and just continuing to expand outward. It's not even, um, a trilogy in the sense that the uh, originals and even the prequels tried to be. Now you tell me then Bart as Mm. a man who has, uh, crafted his own, trilogy planned out long and ahead sure did you have your own in your own head story meeting with yourself and your own story advisors in your head and sit down and map out books one two and three of frankenstein a life beyond available now on enceladusliterary.com <laughs> amazon.com barnesandnoble.com <laughs> tell me more about its sequel <laughs> <laughs> Did you have that completely mapped out from the beginning and you're following along your guidelines or have you altered and changed as you've gone along? Both. Um, The major story beats and events and that kind of stuff have remained. I've remained faithful to the outline that I did ages and ages ago Um, as far as kind of how we get there and some of the mechanics of it and the development of some of the different characters that comes out in the writing process and everything. So uh, I guess the answer is basically yes. Yeah. And they're handling this like a TV show would, and that's good that JJ's involved. He's well-versed in kicking off alias and kicking off lost. And so the crawl to before anything happens in episode eight, is going to be previously in star Wars. Yes. I would be awesome. <laughs> and Jennifer Garner has to speak previously on Star Wars. <laughs> SD6 fought the Empire and Sloan <laughs> Invader went at it. There you go. <laughs> Just alias. Alias Wars. And it and it alias wars floats in under the lost music. They, they take off. Uh, I, I keep massacring these names. Is it Kylo? Kylo Ren. Ren. Yeah. Okay. They take the mask off, and it's just Jack. <laughs> I told you not to talk to me, Arvin. <laughs> Snoke is uh, Sloan. Sloan. <laughs> Supreme Leader Sloan. <laughs> Sloan, it's almost too perfect. <laughs> it's not Ray, it's Sydney. <laughs> Sydney and Vaughn. Uh that would be but yeah, JJ's probably starting at like a a, a story bible for a, a TV show and that 
you know, let's kickstart things, but let's allow the writers to work on it. And just like they did on Lost, I mean, that theory that they butted up against all the time was, you know, people thinking longer into Lost than was actually there. And people always saying, no, they've got the whole thing mapped out and it's a beginning, middle and an end. And they know exactly what they're going to do. And even the writers and producers are like, no, we knew the guidelines of where we were going, but we had actors who didn't want to live on Hawaii and we had different things that came up and different people that clicked. So we would write around things, but we still had to follow the general map to where we were going to get to, but we worked on it. So I think they're probably doing the same thing. They've all right. Here's the basic story beats that we have that are going to create a trilogy. But since we have different writers and directors on each one, they can fill in their own gaps and make their own movies just as long as these beats are met. We knew there'd be a big ball of oil. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Just have to make sure you have Cray America's ball of oil. (laughs) Let's throw this ball of oil out the window. (laughs) So easy. It is way too easy. So I I think uh, we just... And I think we can cut it here. I mean, the rumors have been going on for three years since this was announced. We've been talking about it for three years off and on since it's been announced. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We left out one big rumor, I just realized. Misa back! Does Han die? I think so. Yeah, I kind of think so, too. Yeah, I think that Harrison Ford has been way too happy to do all of the press that he's been doing I for this movie. I told you, he got Nicholson money. <laughs> exactly. They <laughs> gave him Nicholson money and the promise of, you just got to do this once, man. Just once, and you don't have to do this again. All right, I guess, I guess I'll do it now, and I can go talk shows, and I talked to the doctor, and he gave me some pills that helped me smile. So that, that'll that'll last only for about six weeks, and that's enough to get paid 150 million dollars. So it's fine. Yeah, I I tend to agree, but we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. So we will be back either tagged onto this episode immediately, or we will be back in a next episode right after we've seen it to see where they go in season two of Star Wars. <laughs> And how they twist the and turn. Awakening. <laughs> the Phantom Awakening of Clones. And we'll see where we go from there. Indeed. Oh, God. <laughs> Darth Vader. This is the Nick Winter Show, and I do the entertaining. Thank you. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of 77. Ah, Star Wars. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Episodes can be downloaded on iTunes or at EnceladusLiterary.com. Opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect those of Enceladus Literary. How about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask. Did he scare you as much as he scared me? Star Wars! Those near in Star Wars! My seventh winner up here! Star Wars!